You're listening to CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and how we do it, call toll-free 1-866-928-3310 and we'll send you out a no-obligation information kit absolutely free. 866-928-3310. The CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phones, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. Over 85,000 titles. Choose from mystery, romance, religion, science, technology, business, New York Times bestsellers, even children's books. You name it, Audible has it. With 85,000 titles to choose from, you're sure to find the perfect audiobook for yourself or to give as a gift, and it's absolutely free. Just point your browser to audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. That's audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. And become a part of the audiobook revolution by downloading your free audiobook today. AudibleTrial.com forward slash CFRN. Hey, trader, want to get rich quick? Well, good luck with that. If, on the other hand, you actually want to learn how to trade, the place to be is www.cfrn.net. Tune in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, for our daily devotional, and then spend the next three hours learning how it's done from professional traders who actually trade for a living. That's www.cfrn.net. Every trading day from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro, and even T-bills. Joining us today from our studios in Boston, Mr. Michael Borth. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Monday. Boy, is it ever a Monday. 25th day of January, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us, whoever you are. Wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. Hope you had a great weekend. 
If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our home page. Hopefully that's still working. CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone. Follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. Now, there will be days you're out of your office, away from your desktop. Not to worry. Point any internet connected browser to cfrn.net slash live. There you'll find a live, real-time simulcast of the show as it unfolds. You just won't have access to the chat box. When you join using the method I explained at the beginning, where you go to our homepage, you only have to do that once. What will happen going forward is each time we go live, you'll get an email notifying you, and in that email will be a link that allows you to join with the one-click access, and you have access to the chat box, so you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. We also stream live during this broadcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash CFRN. We also have archived there on our YouTube channel over 1,600 of these daily live broadcasts. If you are watching the stream live or if you're watching this after the fact on YouTube, do me a favor. Click that subscribe button, just like that, okay? That helps more people find the show. Now, we have returned to our roots, so to speak, in that back in 2005 when we first launched this show, and we have done a daily show uh, every trading day since April of 2005, with a couple of exceptions. I took a vacation, I think, back in 2008. Anyway. Before we had video and charts and YouTube, uh, we did a podcast. That was back when nobody knew what a podcast was. Apple iTunes. So we're going back to our roots. We're on Apple iTunes as a podcast. We're on Spotify uh, as a podcast. iHeartRadio as a podcast. Just about any place where pods are cast, you'll find us there. Just search CFRN or search e-mini. And if you have an Alexa device, and I just set off devices around the world, if you have, let me do it again, if you have an Alexa device, all you have to do is say this, Alexa, play e-mini daily report, and she'll play the last broadcast. Now, if you're listening to this as a podcast, and you wish you could see the doggone charts we're talking about, well, all you gotta do, pause that podcast, jump over to youtube.com slash CFRN, and you have the best of both worlds. So all the bases are covered now. So now that we've got the housekeeping out of the way, let's open the show with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your blessings, for your mercy, and for your grace. You are the giver of life, and we entrust our country, this great nation, the United States of America, to your loving care. You are the rock on which this nation was founded. You alone are the true source of our cherished rights to life, 
liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We pray, God, that you reclaim this land for your glory and dwell among your people. Send your spirit to touch the hearts of our nation's leaders. Open their minds to the great worth of human life and the responsibilities that accompany human freedom. Remind your people that true happiness is rooted in seeking and doing your will. All these things we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I won't say happy Monday. I'll just say Monday. All right. Here are the numbers from around the world. These are the cash markets, the indices. Starting here in the U.S., the Dow is down 201 points. NASDAQ is down a little over two. S&P 500 down 11 and a half. And the Russell 2000 down 10. In the commodity basket, crude oil up a dime, trading 52.37 at last. Gold down $2.20, trading 18.54 last. And silver down 12 cents, trading 25.43 last. In the Asian markets at the close, the Nikkei posted a gain of 190 points. The Shanghai rose 17. The Hang Seng posted a gain of 711 points. That's a rally of 2.5%. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE down 56. DAX down 230, which is over 1.5%. And the CAC down 87, which is a drop of 1.5%. That gives us a green day in Asia. Green Day in the UK, and it is a big red radio Monday here in the US of A. We're going to go to Michael and get a recap of everything that happened this morning in the live training room. Uh, I find myself on this radio program today without any indicators for my charts, so we'll, unless I'm able to somehow fix it uh, during this short break, which I haven't been able to do all morning, but if that happens, we'll continue with the show as normal. Otherwise, I'll give you a quick recap of what happened overnight uh, with the Logic 247 alerts and the Concierge trade alerts. And then we'll pick up where we left off Friday uh, tomorrow. Michael, take it away. All right. I have gotten it right now. All right. So, here we go. Um, <clears throat> let's scroll up here for a second. Take a look at all this and come over here and bring out the spreadsheet. Here we go. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Monday, the 25th day of January 2021. If you're going to read the spreadsheet, you're going to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today, as I just said, is the 25th day of January. Today we made 26 ticks in crude oil, 51 ticks in gold, and we lost 15 on the ES. Now, I actually made money on the ES, but some of it was when uh, Dwayne had the charts and you couldn't see my stuff and I couldn't tell you. So <clears throat> either way, um, we did make that back, but the stuff that I actually did in the room, we lost 15 ticks. Um, so we're at 582 and a half on the morning session. 
Um, today it took five minutes and 19 trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $200 a contract and we took a total of 24 trades. So on a month now, we're up $9,255. That's over 15 trading days, averaging $617 per contract per two hour trading day. I am now at day 228 of getting my goal and day number 15 on the year. This is the 15th trading day of the year. And this is going to be our last trading day of uh, not our last trading day, our last trading week of the month. Next week, we're going to have a lot of high impact news. It starts to come in at the end of this week, but we're going to get the big stuff next week, next Thursday and Friday. Um, we do have an FOMC statement coming in this weekend. I mean, this week, I think on Thursday. Um, so, you know, that's going to be the first FOMC statement under Biden. So people are probably going to be uh, walking on pins. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, that's where we stand on the day, the month, the year. Um, if you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to take a free trial with us, go here to the homepage at CFRN.net. Scroll down to where it says free five-day trial, no credit card required. Click on that. It's going to bring you to this page, humanitrainingschool.com. On this page, all we ask for, just click this thing right here. And all we ask for is your name, your email, your phone number. And you can tell us the biggest training challenge so we can tailor one-on-one -on -one training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent to confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link, okay? If you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial. Okay. Okay. Um, that said, let's get into the trades that set up. Okay. Now, um, in the gold, we had, I'm gonna go through everything that happened here in gold. Now, it was kind of wild today. And, you know, it started out right here when we had a lot of activity today. You know, we had a bunch of trades this morning. Yeah, there's going to be. I think, Michael, there's, there's going to be a lot of activity all week and next week, too. Um, but right here was a short opportunity that I missed on gold. Um, then here we had a break even. There we had a break even. Here we picked up, I think, on that first trade on gold, um, we picked up 20 ticks, I think. Hey, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put this all together. On this first trade, I actually, we picked up. I don't know what we picked up. Something. It was we picked up something small here. I didn't record, and we picked up 20 ticks here, right here, I think. And we picked up 30 ticks on the next one. And we were at plus 50 at one point. And then I missed this long right here. And I missed that short right there. We had a break even there. Then um I'm trying to put it all together the way that it actually happened. We picked up something else there that I didn't count. We stopped out, so we're down to 42 as far as I know at that point. Then we stopped out again. And uh, somewhere in there, we picked up one tick to get us to plus 43. Then we stopped out again, and we got down to 35. And then it looks like we had a good gain there. I think that was 14 ticks gain there. Um, at some point, we dropped down to 27. So we had another stop out that I don't have arrows for. And then we went from 27 up to 41. So we had a, I think that's the 14 tick gain right there. And we missed a trade there, we missed a trade there. And then went from 41 to 51. I think that was right here. We had a break even here, we had a break even there. I don't know, we picked up 10 ticks somewhere else. I, I got everything all mixed up today in my log. So that's why I'm kind of 
I'm missing some of the wins that we had, and it looks like one stop out. So we had a win there that I didn't count. One of these I didn't count. I think this one. And one stop out somewhere. So anyway, we have plus 51 on gold. Um, the ES, see the reason I, I was writing all my gold in the ES column and then I wrote all my ES in the gold column and I had to go back and fix all that. But in the ES, let's go back to the beginning of the day. Okay. There was a lot of activity on the ES this morning. I'm gonna blow this up so you can see the whole thing. I don't know why I just skipped over crude, but we'll get to crude here in a minute. Okay. So our first trade here on ES was a break even. Then we stopped out, we're at minus eight ticks. Then we missed a trade right there that probably would have been a break even. We picked up one tick here to put us at minus seven. Then we stopped out again, put us at minus 15. Then in right here, Dwayne was talking during this, so I didn't want to interrupt him, but there were opportunities there, there, and there to take trades. And then it made this huge move down right here. And there are opportunities in that too, um, right here, uh, right here, and then just one more right here before the cycle started going up too steep. Then it tried to turn around and make some of that back and it gave um, one long opportunity right here that you could have gotten your stop to break even on. It would have been a break even trade. Then it flipped around and it started going down again, went through the weekly trading zone, consolidated just a little bit here at the weekly trading zone and ended up going through it and just kept going down from there. Um, now we didn't get any of this stuff in here all right, but there was a shorting opportunity right here. There was another one right here. Um, on the long side, uh, there was a bounce off the BBC right here that would have eventually gotten you to break even. Um, it was trying to make back some of that huge move down, but it didn't really do it. Um, there was nothing there. Uh, there was a shorting opportunity right there. And here we picked up. What did we pick up? Okay, I didn't even mark that down. I thought we picked up eight ticks on that. Yeah, so we were only minus seven on the ES. I'm gonna fix that. because so I thought we picked up eight ticks on that. And then we had a break even. Well, I know we picked up eight ticks on it. I know there was one that I didn't count. Cause I remember saying, good, I'm glad to get some back on the ES. Um, okay. And so right in here during the break, there was a long opportunity there, another long opportunity there. Another one here that would have been a break even. Um, and wow, I mean, the ES was just bouncing all over the place. So were the other indices. And, you know, when I was, I was trading the other indices as well. Now I'll do crude oil because I just jumped right over crude. Um, we did pretty well on crude today. It took a little longer than the other, than the other markets in most cases, but we started out with a stop out here on crude. And then on our first trade here on crude, Hang on a second. We started out, there was a break even here, but we started out with a stop out on crude. We're at minus eight. And then we picked up 11 ticks here to put us at plus three. Then somewhere we picked up five ticks to put us at plus eight and then 10 ticks to put us at plus 18. And then uh, missing stuff here on crude too, because we ended up with plus 26 on crude. Um, this last trade here did exactly what I thought it was going to do. It got down to 52. 
and we go to end up here at 52.14, I think. Um, but either way, we ended up with plus 26 on the crew. There were a couple other trades here that we missed, and then during the break, um, I think I actually picked something up right here and didn't write it down. Um, but during the break, there really wasn't much in here. There was a momentum long trade right here, another momentum long trade right here. Now, this would have been break even. This would have given you some profit. And then it got over here and it tried to turn around, but we didn't pull away from BBC. So we didn't have step three. Okay. Um, and that was it. It was crazy active this morning. The markets were just all over the place, especially the indices um, in gold. So it was very busy. And so we'll go back here. If you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to take a free trial with us, go to the homepage at CFRN.net and scroll down to where it says free five-day trial, no credit card required. Click on that and fill out this little form. All we ask for is your name, your email, and your phone number. And you can tell us Spigot's training challenge. So we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button and you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. Okay. If you don't, if you don't click that link, you don't get a free trial. Okay, I'm gonna talk a little slower because Dwayne's on his way back right now. Um, does anybody have any questions about anything that I've gone over at this point? I mean, it was all over the place, so I was all over the place. But I was also doing something on, on another market and and this was one contract. We're up 188 ticks on that other market with one contract. Um, so eventually I'll get to the point where I'm confident enough in that to tell you about it. But good time to be a CFRN partner. Um, anyway, so if you've not taken the free trial and you want to take the free trial, go here and put in your name, your email, your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training channel so we can tell one one just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent to confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial. So you gotta click on that link. Okay. All right. So um, I'll go back to the spreadsheet one more time really quick. Now these numbers, they're actually better than what I'm showing you right here. Um, going over it in hindsight, I'd, yeah, they're way better. Um, but anyway, if you're gonna read the spreadsheet, you gotta read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. I have to say that. Um, today is the 25th day of January, 2021. Made 26 on crude, 51 in gold, and we lost actually seven on the ES. Now I know that that is true. Okay. That put us at 682 and a half on the morning session. Um, and today it took five minutes and 19 five trades in 19 minutes to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $200 a contract. Now that was on a gold trade. Now we had another trade, an ES trade that was going on at the same time, but the ES hadn't closed out yet. And the gold trade, I actually had two orders on. I, I put one in and I didn't have a target on it and it dropped down and then it pulled back and I put another one on and I made 30 ticks on the first one and 20 ticks on the second one. And so I took the 20 tick one for the goal for the day. And we took a total of 24 trades today. So on the month now, we're at $9,355. That's over 15 trading days, averaging $623 per contract per trading day. And now my 228th consecutive day of getting the goal. 
and so far this year we've only had 15 trading days and I got the goal on every one of them. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's where we stand on the day, on the year, and on the month. Um, now, let me tell everybody in here, if you're an active partner, you know, you don't even have to be an active partner, but if you ever became a partner and you're using the indicators, um, you may be experiencing some issues um, with the indicators right now. And it's not a problem on our end. It was a problem on, on the F, FCM's uh, end. They had some code in there that they put an entitlement date with an end date on it. And that end date happened to be 12-31-2020. And I told them about it. You know, last year I told them about it, like 12-25-2020, that they needed to change that. They disagreed, and, well, now they realize they do. So I'm going to send out an email to everybody who's ever become a partner. You don't have to be an active partner. You know, you can be an inactive partner and still using the indicators because you get a lifetime license to the indicators. So I'm going to send out an email, or Valerie will probably send it out. I'll try to craft it, and she'll she'll make it more more professional-looking. But for me, I'm just going to ask for your demo and your live account. You can either give me your user ID or you can give me your account number or you can give me both. I don't want anybody's passwords or anything like that. You know, I'm not trying to log into your account. I'm just trying to set this entitlement date. You know, I want to do a batch setting um, at Gain Capital. I'm not actually going to do it. I'm just going to provide the information to the FCM. Now, they already have it. They just don't know who to apply this to. So we're going to send out an email asking for this information i'm going to ask you to send it to a, a different email address so it doesn't get lost in all my you know my 150 something thousand unopened emails um so i'm going to ask you to send it to uh, michael at cfrn.net and you'll be getting an email about this and then i'll be able to group everything together for gain so they can just do one big batch and and convert everyone okay all right, so that will be coming shortly, right? Sometime today, that will be coming. And hopefully you will get it. And we'll probably send it out a few times um, just to make sure that we capture everyone, okay? All right, now, I don't know if Dwayne's back yet. He texted me a few minutes ago that he'll be back in a few minutes. And that was like five minutes ago. So usually he tells me when he's back. So I'm guessing that he's not. So we'll just go with what's happening right now in the markets. Right now we have a long opportunity right here on gold for 57.8. Um, over here on the ES, we are testing the BBC. Um, we have red on the cycle. So we're going to have to close above this trend line here, which it just did. That's momentum long trade right there from 21 and a half. Now, where do I think that's going to go? Let me look over here at my time. Now, I gave out some numbers at the end of the morning session, and I don't know if they actually got hit or not. But hang on, I'm already looking at that, I think. No, I'm not. On the DOM, yeah, they did get hit. My numbers were 32.18 and a half, I think, 32.18.75 is what I said earlier. Um, and I said that an hour ago. When price was trading down here. 
Yeah. It was trading down here. That's what I had said. Look for 3818. 3818.5 is what I was saying. And and all that happened. And now that long that I just mentioned here just took off and and that was a good opportunity right there. All right, guys, okay. I'm back. Uh, for those of you that are on the trial uh, this week, apologize for the hiccup with the indicators and the indicator store. Uh, the developers hopefully will have uh, things up and running again uh, sometime later today, if not today, uh, then hopefully by tomorrow. So recap of the recap. Yeah. Okay, today it took uh, five trades and 19 minutes gets you $200 per contract. Hey, good job. Thank you. Okay. And now, just so you know, I have 2, 3, and 4.30 today. And I'll get that email out to you um, pretty soon here. All right, I'll be here. Okay. All right. Dwayne. I can see you trying to show your screen. There it is. Yeah. I can see your screen. Alrighty. Now, a reminder, guys. We provide two hours of live training every morning, Monday through Friday, from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. So that's 10 hours a week. Then we do two hours in the afternoon, Monday through Friday, from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's this broadcast there. So that's 20 hours a week of group instruction. And then we do a workshop on Thursday night for members only. So there's 22 hours a week of group instruction. This is an interactive learning environment where you're able to ask any questions that you have and get answers. That's the best environment for asking questions because all members and even those on a trial benefit from the question and also from the answers. If you're unable to get your questions answered or get your brain wrapped around what we teach during those 22 hours of group instruction each week, then you can book a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session. All of our members have unlimited access to one-on-one -on -one Entering. A lot of places promise it, <clears throat> we actually do it. The way that we're able to do it is by everyone focusing during the 22 hours of group training, asking all the questions that you possibly can. That leaves us with enough free time to still be able to meet with those who, for whatever reason, uh, weren't able to grab a hold of it during the group training, then we meet with you one-on-one -on -one in a go-to meeting environment where it's just the two of us, either you and I or you and Michael. You can see our charts, we can see your charts if you wanna show them. And we walk through any trades that you've taken, get to the bottom of whatever's happening or whatever's going on. So with that said, let's take a look at the recap Valerie just sent me over. Let me format it to fit my screen here. We 
took off with a bang last night. And then we hit a wall. Right at a weekly trading zone. That's the updated recap right here. As of 11.50 a.m. today, now we open for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's when the Globex markets open. Most people, when they think of trading, they think Wall Street, they think 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. However, most of our members are able to get their Monday goal on Sunday night the markets around the world Globex opens 6 p.m. Eastern and Asia opens and then at 3 a.m. Eastern London opens and then Wall Street finally opens our alert sort of chased the Sun now tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern that will begin the Tuesday session futures track the trading of stocks not the other way around. Because of the name futures, some might think it's the other way around, but it's the buying and selling of stocks which create the index. You can't trade the cash index. The S&P cash index is just that. It's an index. It's not a trading vehicle. Man had to create derivatives so that the index could be traded. And that's how we end up with futures and options, etc. So since last night at 6 p.m. Eastern, we've issued a total of 20 alerts. We're still awaiting the outcome of five. So far, we've had 15 actionable alerts, of which two were stopped out. That's 13% of the actionable. On any given week, we average 20% of the alerts being stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade less when possible using market structure and a very simple three-step method that I teach all of our traders. 20 alerts, 15 actionable, two stopped out. It's 13% so far. Now, last week, let me find last week here. There we go. We're in week 130 of Logic 247. Last week, for the entire week, we had a holiday last Monday, 48 total alerts, eight never triggered. We had 40 actionable alerts, of which four were stopped out, which is 10% of actionable. Again, that's not a typical week. The week previous, week 128, there was 21% stopped out. So we are in week number 130, and the time you see on my screen is Mountain Standard. The messaging app that we use for the alerts, the weekly zones, for our discussion group, we use Telegram. Telegram reads the clock on your computer. So if you're on the East Coast, time displayed in your telegram channel will be east coast if you're on the west coast you'll have pacific i'm on mountain standard four months out of the year arizona doesn't do daylight savings time so eight months i'm on pacific 
So last night off the open, six minutes after the Glovex open, we had an alert to be long the S&P at 38.42. The initial trigger ran to 38.44 and a quarter. T stands for initial trigger. If I put IT, it would say it, and that would just look weird, so T, initial trigger. And we had a second target, third target, a fourth target, a fifth target, a sixth target, a seventh target, and then the final trade two target, which was last week's highest weekly trading zone. We made it to the one, two, three, we made it to the fourth, I think we came within one tick of the fourth target. And that's where the market ran into trouble, couldn't move any higher. And when we go to the charts here in just a moment, you'll see that. So that was alert number 6,274. Mark Douglas in his book, Trading in the Zone, said to properly evaluate any methodology or strategy or set of indicators that you have to have a minimum sample size of 20 trades. We now have over 6,000 in our sample size. This number that you see up here in parentheses, when Valerie comes through to do the recap, she makes a little notation where the current swing high was at the time she did the recap. So on the initial trigger last night, she got this recap pretty quick. And now important prices, important areas are almost always tested. So price after running up to 44 and a quarter, got back below the trigger at 38.42, triggered again, and that took us up to the fourth target. I had a question yesterday uh, from one of our members who is currently writing his business plan and trading plan. These are both very important. Nine out of 10 traders don't have a business plan or a trading plan. And that kind of goes hand in hand with why nine out of 10 traders fail. They don't have a teacher because if they had a teacher, the teacher would tell them how important it is to have both a business plan and a trading plan. And these are two very different plans, but necessary. Our 2420 blueprint, which is your field guide, if you will, walks you through the steps of creating your business plan and your trading plan. It's not something you create, you know, in an afternoon. That would just be a wish list or a fantasy. Before you go live with us and trade real money, we want you to put together 10 consecutive days in a row in your demo account in the simulator before you even think about going live and trading real money. Why? Well, I think the answer is obvious. Uh, we don't want you to blow up another account. You've probably lost way too much time and treasure trying to learn how to trade e-mini futures. So our 2420 blueprint, it's designed to help you go from one to 20 contracts over a period of 24 months. But before you go live, you need to put together those 10 consecutive days in a row so that you have some confidence that you actually understand the methodology, the strategy, how to read the indicators, and how to read the chart. That's very important. In that blueprint, 
that's where you have the step-by-step -step instructions to help you write that business plan, trading plan. That should be done however long it takes you to put together those 10 consecutive days in a row. That's probably just about how long it's going to take you to create both your business plan and your trading plan. So the first alert out of the gate, we went from 38.42 to 44 and a quarter. On the second trigger, we made it, we came within one tick, I believe it was, of the fourth target at 38.52. I'll show you the chart here in a moment. Uh, then we had a long on the Dow, and then we had a stop out on the Russell, and we had a long on the NQ. Now again, these numbers that you see here, this is where the current swing high or swing low was at the time the recap was done. It's not, you know, the final distance ran. We'll look at that on the charts when we go there. And then we had a long on crude oil. We had a long on gold. Initial target, potential resistance, that's target number two. And then each alert has a final trade to target. If it's a long trade, it will be the weekly trading zone overhead. And if it's a short, it will be the weekly trading zone below. There's a long on silver, a short on crude oil, a short on gold, a long on the Russell. And then we have uh, from this morning, well, actually, that was all Sunday night. Then at the stroke of midnight, it becomes today, January 25th. Uh, there's a long overhead on the S&P, on the Dow. Those are ones that haven't triggered yet. There's a long on the Russell. Stop out on the NQ. Still waiting on silver. Another S&P waiting on. Short on the Russell. Here is a hedge on the Russell. Okay. Price was at a point where it could go either way. Unlike many of the folks out there who offer training and education in the world of E-mini futures, uh, we don't know what's going to happen next. According to their clever ad copy on their website and in their emails, they do, right? But we'll just be upfront with you. We don't. The reason behind all that's in Genesis. Uh, God just didn't give man the ability to change the past or know the future. And the two things are inextricably linked for eternity. So price was at a point last night where it could have just honestly gone either way. So that's why you have a short followed up by a long. Now you can't be short and long any market in the same account. Nor would you want to be short and long the same futures contract but what you can do is you can position yourself to take advantage of whatever happens first and often when we have a hedge like this we'll get two-sided action which means the long side of the Russell triggers goes to the target and then turns right around and triggers on the short side I'll show you that in detail on the chart. 
then here's a long and again Q. At the time of the recap, this one had made it up to uh, 554. The weekly trading zone was 550. Now from 517, the entry, up to 550, that's 33 points or $660 per contract traded. When you go live, after you put together your 10 consecutive days in a row, once you go live, your goal is to increase your account balance by $2,000. Once you accomplish that, the blueprint will give you the green light to add a second contract. So if with one contract from the entry to the final trade tube target, if that's worth 600 bucks with one contract, when you add your second contract, the exact same trade is worth 1200 bucks. The blueprint notifies you when it's time to add number three, number four, number five. You should never feel obligated to add, and you should never add to your trading size with anything other than profit you earned in the market. If the blueprint says it's time to add another contract, you've hit a rough patch for whatever reason, you don't have profit available to add the additional contract, then you don't add. For the trader who's earned the right to trade 10 contracts, this $600 move with one contract is worth six grand with 10 contracts. Worst thing you could possibly do is to try to just jump to the head of the line. Oh, I've got some money. It's not a problem. Let me take a shot. We're not about taking shots. Everything we do is very calculated. Okay. If you treat trading like a business, you'll get business-like results. If you treat it like gambling, taking a shot, that's the kind of results you'll get. And here's a short on crude that we're still waiting on the results. So, to recap that again real quick, everything you just saw since 6 p.m. Eastern last night, 20 alerts, still waiting on the results of five, 15 actionable, two stopped out, 13% of actionable. In the live training room, we only risk eight ticks on every trade. We just use a fixed number, eight ticks. What we're doing in the training room is we're teaching you the trade setup, the strategy itself. Now what's under the hood in the training room and what's under the hood in the alerts, it's exactly the same, it's identical. Everything we do is fluid across all markets and all time frames. In the room, we want your focus to be on learning the setup and understanding that you must always have a physical stop in place. If you don't have a hard physical stop in place, then you're not trading, you are gambling. And the goal here is to help you become a trader and operate a profitable trading business. Once you start trading the alerts, if you have a goal of becoming a discretionary trader versus a mechanical trader, there's nothing wrong with a mechanical model. Again, everything we do is built on the mechanical model. 
if you choose to trade in the discretionary manner, utilizing the alerts, then we use market structure to determine where the stop loss goes. And it's a three-step process I teach all of our traders. You ask the chart, if I'm gonna enter here at the point of trigger, if I'm entering here, where does my stop need to be? Better than a formula, better than an algorithm, the chart will clearly show you where the stop needs to be. Okay. All right, now let's go look at a chart. Go to the S&P. Oh, I just hit the wrong icon. So my other platform's gonna try to open and my charts are all out of whack. That's okay. We're gonna just muddle through. There we go. And this bell's for you, Bert. Thank you, sir, for uh, getting my indicators indicating. Okay, as we discussed this morning in the pre-market strategy session, we had an all-time historic high back on January the 8th. It was a new intraday high and closing high. Okay, let me get rid of this other platform that I opened by accident. There we go, okay. New all-time historic high, intraday and closing. The price could go no higher, and the high of this session was 38.24 and a half. No one, not retail, not institution, was willing to pay 38.24.75. When price hits that wall, resistance, it's going to turn around and go look for support which it found at the BBC. Now the pullback to the BBC, it holds more often than it doesn't. We've not had a session close below the BBC since way back here. Well, actually, the last close that we had below the BBC was November the 3rd, right here following day, November 4th, we got above the BBC and closed above it. Now, BBC just stands for Bull Bear Cross. It's nothing mysterious. When price is above that green line, we're bullish, we anticipate higher prices. And when price gets below the green line, closes below it, we anticipate lower prices or we're, we become bearish, okay? We anticipate lower prices. Bullish above, bearish below. Once we closed above, we have remained on a closing basis. We've closed every session since November 4th above the BBC. Bull bear cross. Now we have spiked it on occasions, on this day, and this day, and this day, and this day. But you'll notice, by the time that session closed, we were back above. So intraday, we had a huge red candle. It stretched all the way down to here. And buyers came in, 
and drove it back up. And as you, as I said, and as you can see, the pullbacks hold more often than they don't. The last pullback we had was January 15th, and then it was a weekend. And so on the 18th, when the markets reopened, Sunday night, put together four bullish sessions in a row, four green candles, which brings us to the new all-time historic high, which is 3859.75. That's the intraday high, which was last Thursday. The closing price last Thursday was 38.46 and a half. Here's Friday. Thursday night in the workshop, we discussed what would most likely happen during the Friday session. As I said before, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't try to pull your leg and, and act like we do. We're very upfront. We don't know. Nobody does. Doesn't matter what they say, nobody knows. It's not possible. It defies the laws of physics, science, and God. <coughs> but what we do know, with a great degree of certainty, how great a degree? Well, on an average week, on an average day, 20% of actionable alerts get stopped out. So it's with that degree of certainty. talked Thursday night about what would and now when we had the workshop Thursday night the Friday session was already underway starts at 6 p.m. Eastern our workshops at 9 p.m. Eastern Thursday night we said the high probability thing is for price once we took out the low at the time we had the workshop we had not taken out the low of the Thursday session so we talked about price trading below the low of Thursday would then lead us down to this other indicator blue and climbing okay the official name is CFMA1 I refer to it as blue and climbing red and falling and you can see why real good right here red and falling is bearish blue and climbing is bullish Red and falling is bearish. Blue and climbing is bullish. Now, some of you, I'm sure, have bought some very expensive, sophisticated indicators and oscillators, and you're probably thinking, "Well, I got something that you know works a lot better than that." Really? I would love to see it. I really would. I really would, because. Going back to 2006, Michael and I, we owned every indicator and oscillator on planet Earth. And when we ran out of stuff to buy, we started to roll our own. And, uh, well, thank God it finally dawned on us that we were headed in the wrong direction. We were always one mouse click away from greatness. We just needed that one more thing, that one more filter, that one more something. There just had to be something out there that could predict the future, but there isn't. So, we begin to take stuff off the chart. And the more we took off, the clearer the picture got. So we just kept on and kept on and kept on until we were reduced to right here, 
this is what we need, this is what we use. This is what tells us, helps us to see what the next high probability move in the market is. So knowing that once the low of Thursday was broken, the market would most likely drop to blue and climbing. It's not voodoo or witchcraft. It's logic. It's logical. Everything we do is logical. Everything is based in logic and it's fluid across all markets and all time frames. We said if we in fact do go down and hit blue and climbing, it will be good for a bounce. And it was. We closed the Friday session at 38.30. We hit blue and climbing at roughly 38.15. So we bounced and closed at 38.30, which brings us to the Sunday night opened last night. Now we've got a doji on our hands. We've had an awful lot of afternoon broadcast here uh, the last few weeks where during this broadcast we're looking at a daily doji. By the end of the session, as you can see, that changes. We archive every broadcast, every afternoon broadcast at youtube.com slash CFRN. Let me say this again in case you're listening via podcast and you missed the open of the show. If you're listening to this on Apple iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio and you want to be able to see the chart I'm talking about, just go to youtube.com slash CFRN. Click on today's show, the 25th of January, and then just fast forward up to this point. Okay. So we got a doji that represents indecision. What does that even mean? Well, price opened last night at 38.35 and a half. It rallied up to 38.53 and a quarter. So this wick that you see above the little tiny body there, this was a green candle. And then when price ran into resistance, here, hang on, let me drag this chart up, let me shrink it up, okay, 38.52 half, okay, Earlier, well, I'll just wait till we get to the 30-minute chart, and I'll walk you through the two triggers that we had last night, but going back to the daily. Okay, so we had a green candle last night, and then price ground to a halt at 53 and a quarter. Nobody was willing to pay 53 and a half. So price comes down to the spot where the market opened and trade it all the way down 37.88 and a half. So we went from having a green candle to a doji and then we had a big red candle. 
which spiked this trend line. Now this is not a price channel, but you'll notice the angle is different. If these were identical angles, that would be called a price channel, but it's not. This is just two trend lines. So we spiked that trend line, which we arrived at by connecting the high of the 8th to the high of the 14th. Spiked it. Remember, there was a huge red candle. Buyers came in, drove it back up to right where we are now, creating a doji. It's an interesting dynamic when you think about it. That price opens here, runs up to here, then drops all the way to here, only to end up back here. That opening price last night, 38, 35 and a half, that is an important price, important area. If we close above that price today at 5 p.m. Eastern, that's when the Globex market closes. If we close above the opening price, you're going to have a green candle. If we close below the opening price, and we are below the opening price right now, we'll have a red candle. A lot can happen between now and the close. Buyers could come in, drive this thing up. You have a big green candle with a long wick below it, or sellers can take it down. You have a big red candle, the wick on top. How the session closes today is as important as how it opened last night. So what's the high probability move from here? We've got support right below us at Blue and Climbing. And Blue and Climbing looks to be about 38.28. No, 38.23. If this wasn't all scrunched up over here, you could read the price. Let me open it up by seconds. Okay, the step line's at 38.28.70. Blue and Climbing. 3824.19. The only other indicator on this chart that I didn't mention the name of, it's called the step line. You can see it steps over, steps up, steps over, steps up. I'll show you why that's important when we go to the smaller time frame, which we're going to do right now. We've got support here. You might write these numbers down. They'll probably be important by the close of the session. 38.23. Oh, hang on a second, guys. I might have to put you on hold just one second. I'll be right back.
And just like that, we're back. No, Todd, I had to take a... I had a... Issue to deal with. Uh, let's see, Mike's got a question. Mike's... Now, see how this is going green? Doji's indecision. It's not evident who's more committed, buyers or sellers. It was red, now it's green. That tells you on the smaller time frame, there's consolidation going on. And while consolidation is expected and anticipated, it's also where a lot of traders get chopped up, whipsawed, whatever terminology you use for it. You've experienced it. Now, the fact that that's happening right at a weekly trading zone, not surprising because at a weekly zone, only three things happen. The most likely thing is consolidation. Second most likely is rejection. Third and least likely is the slice. So I'll show you examples of that on the smaller time frame. So as long as this thing is going from green to red, yeah, there is no, I can, I can tell there's no high probability trade setup on the smaller time frame, not one that I want to be involved in <clears throat> until the market makes up its mind based upon order flow, which direction it wants to go. Does it want to challenge the high of the session or does it want to go down and challenge the low? Now the question was, does the Friday close below the Thursday low still keep us bearish? Uh, well, this created, good question, this created a bearish sentiment, yes. But what's important now on the Sunday-Monday candle is the high of Friday. If we close above Friday's high, that's bullish, but it also... You know, takes us to the next level of resistance, which would be the Thursday high. Okay. If we close this session below the low of Friday, that's bearish, and that would also put us below blue and climbing and the step line, which are both bearish. If we get a close today below Friday's low. Friday's low again was 13 and a quarter. So happens we've got a weekly zone there. We've got a weekly zone at 38, 13 slash 14, which is right here. Okay. If we close below that, which again puts us below blue and climbing, that is bearish, and that opens the door us to travel back to the BBC just like we did here. Price always reverts to the mean. In our case, the mean just happens to be green and we call it the BBC, bull bear cross. So just as price came back to the BBC and found support for the next leg up, closing below Friday's low, below blue and climbing, below the step line, that opens the door for us to travel back to the BBC again. Now, eventually, 
We're going to pull back to the BBC, and it's not going to hold. The last time a pullback to the BBC didn't hold was October 26th. Okay. That's what it looks like when the pullback... Now, the pullback was good for a bounce. You see, we touched the BBC at about 34.05, and then we bounced all the way up to 34.58, you know, a 50-plus point bounce. And then we came back down to the BBC, bounced again, caught another 50-point bounce, and then we finally closed below. And that closed below all the way down to what I've been referring to as the pandemic low at 32.16 a quarter and back above. Okay. Now, everything that I'm explaining on this daily chart, the way that we read the chart, the way that we read price, the way that we read the indicators, it's exactly the same on a 30-minute chart, on a 5-minute chart, on a 4-hour chart, all markets, all time frames. If I, were, if I had up a daily chart of crude or gold or any other market, I would read price, my understanding of buyers and sellers, their objectives, their obstacles, would be the same. A lot, of, a lot of times you'll hear that you can't trade gold the same way you trade the S&P or the same way you trade crude because they have different personalities. And I'm sure they do. But for our purposes, which is to find a high probability, low risk trading opportunity, we don't change a thing. Indicators are the same. Underlying principle is the same. Well, it's all the same because the underlying principle upon which markets operate, that's fluid across all markets and all time frames. Simply put, if there are more buyers than sellers, price is going up. If there's more selling pressure than buying pressure, price is going down. When price reaches resistance, can't go any higher, it goes to find support. And once support is found, off we go looking for resistance. Okay. All right. So we've spent a lot of time on the daily chart. But, again, everything I've explained, the way we understand this, the way we read it, the way we develop our narrative, is identical on all markets, all time frames. Now we'll go. Oh, i got another question. Thirty-minute chart. Oh, man, I hit that wrong. I gotta get rid of one of these. Keep hitting the wrong one. Okay. Now, in the smaller time frame, we'll talk about last night. I just got to close this other window once it finally opens. 
It's on my other screen, so it won't affect you. Alright, I've got... I'm going to move it over. That vertical line separates the Friday session from the open last night. Okay, now I can close this other window. Hang on. Metal note to self. Don't click on that icon again. Okay. Alright, so last night, here's the opener. Now remember, on the daily, we've got that doji going on. Market's been up, market's been down, market's right back almost exactly where it opened. It opened with this candle at 6 p.m. Eastern and that opening price is 38.35 half. We're currently at 38.37 half. Okay? So we're two points above last night's open. All this happened and all this happened to put us right back where we were when the market opened. So that first alert that I showed you this one right here. There we go. Let's shrink this up. How's that? Yeah. Okay. The entry was 38.42. Initial target 44. So here's the open. Here's 38.42. And the swing high right there is 44 and a quarter. Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. What that means is if one of these alerts triggers, there's a higher probability of it triggering again than not. So we get back below the trigger, we find support right where we would expect to find support. And this takes us up to, let me do it this way. Yeah. Potential resistance, that's second target. Potential resistance, third target. Potential resistance, fourth target. So as you can see, Right there is his fourth target. Now the fourth target was 38.52 and the swing high was 51.75. So we came within one tick hitting the fourth target. And over here, see we consolidated all across here. So what happens is balloon climbing because of all this consolidation at an important price, important area. Changes from balloon climbing to red and falling. This is bullish. This whole trade was about price climbing the back, walking up the stairs, until the move ran out of steam. Price began to walk sideways. This is an important candle right there. 
let's say you were trading this alert and you did not take profit here. Remember, we came within one tick of the fourth target. You'll notice that when we triggered at 38.42, the step line was on the left side of blue and climbing. When a move runs out of steam, price will start to walk sideways. On a 30-minute, on a daily, on a 5-minute, you name it. Markets are fractal in nature. That's why everything I said and explained on the daily chart is applicable right here on the 30 minute. So once this step line goes from the left side to the right side of blue and climbing, we're watching for the first red candle to close below it on a long trade. Once the step line crosses over, the first red candle that closes below the step line, like this one did, 38.49 and a quarter. That's the exit signal. 38.49 and a quarter. exit signal cannot get you out at a swing high or swing low because no one knows it's a swing high or swing low until after the fact. Swing high was 51.75 which eventually became 52 half but closing price 38.49 and a quarter. So from 38.42 the entry to the exit signal, seven and a quarter points. Seven points of $50 a point, that's $350 per contract traded. Once you've earned the right to trade two contracts, then a $350 move becomes a $700 move. Same trade, same seven points, one contract, $350, two contracts, $700, with 10 contracts, $3,500. That's just a function of math, okay? So we consolidate for hours. Remember, these are 30-minute candles. Blue and climbing becomes blue and flat, becomes red and falling. This is bullish. This is bearish. And so price tries to push its way through red and falling. It fails. Resistance. When price runs into resistance, it's going to go look for support, which it found, as it does, at the BBC. When price drops to the BBC, we expect that to be good support until proven otherwise. And when price rallies up to the BBC, we expect it to be good resistance until proven otherwise. And so we have right here a bearish cross. That's what that's called. Over here, it's called a bullish cross. The blue line gets above the green line. Now, there's a lot of math going on in the background. 
a lot of mathematical heavy lifting. The purpose of the indicators is to simply make it simpler for someone who's new to trading to understand what price is doing. You don't have to concern yourself with all the math going on in the background. The indicators paint a very clear picture for you. We had a bearish cross here back on January 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. And that bearish cross, remember, red and falling, we look for lower prices. Below the BBC, we look for lower prices. We closed below the BBC here. So we know we're going to be looking for lower prices. And then we get the bearish cross. That's our confirmation. Okay? It's on. So we get a leg and a retracement, then a leg and a retracement, and a leg. And now you see how price starts to walk sideways? Because price found support at the weekly trading zone. 38.15 slash 16, that's a zone from last week. This zone right here, 36 slash 37, that goes back two weeks, okay? I'll talk to you more about the zones in a minute. <clears throat> so we find support at the zone. We consolidate. And the step line. You can see how here it's on the left side. And then it crosses to the right side. Price walks sideways. On a short trade, and this was an alert from last week to be short. Uh, it was 3832. support price walk sideways because this is a short trade we're looking for the first green candle that closes above the step line remember up here on a long trade we're looking for the first red candle below the step line after it crosses over it's just the opposite on a short trade first green candle that closes of the step line after it crosses over. Okay, so we get a close above the BBC. We're looking for higher prices. The bullish cross confirms that. So we get a leg, uh, we get a retracement, and that led us right into last night's open. This candle here. Now, this candle, let me just move this out of the way for a minute. <clears throat> this pullback held. You might be thinking, well, no, no it didn't, because you had one, two red candles close below it. Yes, you're right, but they're touching. It's hanging on. It's hanging on for dear life. Okay. For me, to accept this as not holding I need to see a candle open and close below it. Over here, I want to see a candle open and close above it. So this pullback, it held. By the skin of its teeth or whatever it is candles have. Okay. this pullback <clears throat> we actually had a candle open and close 
below the BBC, it's a green candle. So you, you've got conflicting signals there. Okay. Below the BBC, you open and close below it. It's a green candle. That means just be patient. Let the market show you what it wants to do. So we come down, find support at last week's, two weeks now, previous weekly trading zone, which is 36.37. The price drops to a zone, we expect it to be good support, just like it was over here. So we drop, find support, we'll catch a bounce. Now things got pretty wild this morning at the open. I don't issue any alerts during the first 30 minutes of trade. Now, this high, this morning in the pre-market strategy session, I drew in this window of opportunity right here. And I explained the reason. Before we would consider getting long, we needed to get above the high of this candle right here. This one right here. And we want to be ready to take profit before we get to the high of this candle. So identifying this resistance and this resistance gives us a very clear window of opportunity right between those two points, which translated into a two-point opportunity. 3849 to 38.51, I think, is how we defined it in the pre-market strategy session. Okay. So it did it. And this was the 10 a.m. candle. And then at 10.30, we got this. Followed up by this. This was the 11 a.m. 11:30 a.m. candle. Now the current candle it's 1:30 Eastern. 11:30 Mountain Standard. You can see down here on my uh, clock on my computer, but my charts are set to East Coast. See that down at the in the red? It's 1:30. Okay. So this pullback. Even though we spiked all the way up and did fill that two-point window of opportunity, the pullback held because this candle and this candle and this candle, they're all touching the BBC. This is kind of unusual, but that's okay. It doesn't matter what the market does on any given day. Our approach never changes because the underlying principles never change. So whether it's a fast day, a slow day, a choppy day, a sideways day, a rally day, a capitulation day, we don't change. In the world of trading, you need something constant to anchor yourself to. Because if you try this today and that tomorrow and something else, you know, on Wednesday, at the end of the week, whether you have a good week or bad week, you, you, you're not really going to know, you know what worked, what didn't work. 
and I don't even like those terms because that intimates that you're relying on some external thing outside of the market itself to help you make your decision or to see the opportunity as it presents itself. So we spiked the BBC. It did give us that two points up there. And then sell off, which stopped 3788 and a half. So let's scrunch this back up a little bit. Friday night, <clears throat> I drew some windows of opportunity and put them in the discussion group. In fact, let me point you out to this while we're talking about it. As I said, we use the Telegram messaging client for everything. We got channels for the weekly zones, channels for the alerts, and we have a discussion group channel. This is where all of our traders hang out, congregate, chat, talk about trading. Talk about the last alert. They talk about the last trade they took. They, they share their charts. It's a great group of people. Many of the you know, trading message boards and forums are kind of depressing places. People are bitter. They have a chip on the shoulder. They've been lied to. They aren't profitable. Spent a lot of time in treasure and consistency just seems so elusive. Here you'll meet a bunch of people who are usually pretty chipper because even if they're new, they realize that they are on a path that is taking them where they've never been before. They're learning how to know what the next high probability move is in the market and how to trade it. Now, this goes back a year, year and a half, I don't know, maybe a couple years. You can go, you can read every post that I've made, that any of our other traders have made. This morning, right after this happened, uh, because this is what we talked about in the pre-market strategy session, uh, sometimes we even try to be funny. That's how we roll. But I encourage you, if you're on the trial, or if you're a new member, when you have free time, you should do two things. Watch as many of the afternoon broadcasts like this as you can on YouTube until you really get the flavor of who we are, what we do, why we do it. And every question that every trader, that every trial member has asked in the last year and a half or so, it's here. It's right here. I don't know anybody else that does this, but we do. Michael and I decided long ago that if we ever figured out this thing called trading, that we wanted to create a place where people could come, be treated with dignity and respect, and actually learn how to trade. By the grace of God, that's exactly what we've created here. And the community, I, I just got to tell you, I couldn't be more proud of these guys. I see them coming in the door. They're beaten and broken and battered and been lied to and ripped off and swindled. 
and they've pretty much lost hope. But we, we sort of become the last resort because we don't lie on our website, so it's not sexy. And so, let's face it, if you wanted to learn how to do anything and you went to one website that said, uh, with us you can make $47,322.11 in your boxers before breakfast. And then the other said, if you're willing to work really hard and pay attention and ask lots of questions, there's a high probability that you'll be successful. Which one are you going to pick? Considering you know nothing about the industry and because it's on the internet, it has to be true. So if you're going to pick one of these two, I mean, one sounds like an adventure. The other sounds like a job, right? You've already, you already had a job. You're looking for the adventure. So people click on the adventurous and spend five, 10, 15, 20, $50,000. And at the end of the day, you still don't know how to trade. So these are people that showed up on our doorstep, all these people beaten, broken, battered, and now they have hope because they're learning how to trade and they're learning in such a manner that they're not dependent on us, right? Once they learn, they don't need us anymore. A lot of the people hanging out in here don't need us anymore but they still hang out because trading is a lonely business. And it's nice to have friends. It's nice to be able to hang around with people who speak the same language that you do. And there's all kinds of informative posts like this. This is from last night. In the live room, we teach aggressive risk management. We're quick to move stop loss to break even because we are looking for a quick two point profit. That's in the training room. If you choose to move into the larger time frame and trade the alerts based on a 30-minute chart, what just happened with the ES is a great example and happens regularly. Moving your stop to break even on alert 6274, that's the alert we're talking about right now, would have stopped you out on a very profitable trade. Let me show you what that means. Open this back up. Okay, so right here, here's the open, here's the trigger. You run up two and a quarter points and you move your stop to break even. I mean, that's that seems like, well, every technical analysis 101 book is gonna tell you to do that in some kind of a way. Now, again, in the room, as soon as there's four ticks profit, we go to break even every time, but we're only looking for a quick two point profit, eight ticks, two points, S and P. When you move into the discretionary model, you've got to think a little bit differently because why? Because important prices and important areas are almost always tested. So you could have taken this trade, had two and a quarter points, Woohoo! I'm on the right side of this baby. And so you do what seems to just be the right thing and you move your stop to break even and you get stopped out. I say, and you get stopped out. This is why market structure is so important. Okay? And that's something that I'll help you 
understand and learn in time. On the second trigger, we've already talked about what happened there. But I got into that just because I'm scrolling up through the discussion group. If you're on the trial, or if you're a new member, you see different people post different things. If you're on the trial or if you're a new member and you haven't tied into the discussion group yet, ooh, you're missing out. You really want to get in here, be a part of this. Meet some nice people. If you have a rough day, they'll encourage you. If you have a great day, they'll applaud you. You'll get a thumbs up. Good job. Way to go. It really helps. It really helps. All right. So back over here. Price pulls up. Pull back holes. Down we go. And we grind to a halt at 37.90. And we just so happen to have a weekly trading zone this week. At 37.88 slash 89. The weekly trading zones are published Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. We've published the zone since December 14th, 2009. And this is what they've been doing since we started publishing them. Now, the zones come out every Monday morning, 6.15 a.m. Eastern. It's December 14th of 2009, and this is what they've been doing for us ever since. When price drops to a zone, we expect it to be good support until proven otherwise. And that's what happened. Now, the blue line, that's a zone from two weeks ago. I'll clean my charts up today. I keep saying I'm going to do that. And this is last week's zone. And then when we dropped back on Friday, support. Last week's zone, last week's trading. This week's trading, this week's zone. Boom. Now, once we publish the zones, we don't change them. In any way, they're carved in stone for the entire week. Think of it as fixed support and resistance. How cool would it be to know if you were in this short move this morning, and this was, uh, I think the technical term's a humdinger. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, humdinger. Uh, price drops to the zone. Well, it initially bounced during this 30-minute candle. It bounced all the way back up to, well, what's the closing price? 38.09. So from 89, 20-point bounce. This bounce, this wick, it's 20 points, $50 a point, $1,000 per contract traded. So whether you traded this long or not, I mean, would it help you and your trading if you were in this short move coming down for whatever reason, you know, based on your method, your strategy? But you do that when price hit 88, 89, there's a high probability, very high, that the move's going to stop, at least for a bit, and most likely bounce. And it did. Only three things happen at a weekly trading zone. The most likely thing is this 
consolidation. That's going to happen 70% of the time. About 20% of the time, you're going to get rejection, maybe 25%. Rejection is where price comes down. Remember, this was a huge red candle. Huge red candle. Right to the zone. Buyers came in, drove it back up. So when the 30-minute candle closes, if all you have left touching that zone is wick, that's rejection. Most likely consolidation, second most likely rejection, third and least likely is the slice. This guy here, it sliced through that old zone like it was even there, and when the move ran out of steam, price retraced right back to the zone, it sliced through, it's consolidating right now, and the high probability move is a continuation in the direction of the slice. Boom, boom, boom. Just like that. Okay. All right. Now, in that discussion group, if you're on the trial, make sure you read this post from last night. It talks about the 2420 blueprint, all that's in it, okay, you don't get that on the trial, and you don't get to come to the members-only workshop on Thursday night, but you get everything else, you get the charts, you get the indicators, you get the strategy, you get the discussion group, you get the alerts, the weekly zones, you get everything. The blueprint is what walks you through the process of building your business plan, your trading plan. So be sure and read this, read about risk management, and read about the weekly zones, because as you can see, they're very, very important. Okay. All right. Now, the alerts that I already showed you, the Logic 247 alerts, those come out around the clock as opportunity presents itself. Six minutes after the open last night, eight minutes after the open last night, 10 minutes, 13 minutes, you get the idea. You might get an alert at 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. Futures trade around the clock. When the Asia session opens, traders in Asia, Hong Kong, other places, they're buying and selling stocks. Futures track the movement of those stocks. As Asia starts to wind down, London opens at 3 a.m. Eastern. Futures continue to track. And then Wall Street opens. Futures continue to track. Okay. So we have traders around the world. So your day session is your night session and vice versa. If you don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night with an alert, make sure you turn notifications off in Telegram. But then remember to turn them back on when you wake up very simple process okay I will say that the London Open is some pretty good trading if you're on the West Coast if you stay up till midnight you've got an opportunity to get your goal for the day by 1 2 a.m. and then you can sleep in because the Wall Street Open for a West Coast trader can be brutal 
9.30 on the East Coast, 6.30 a.m. on the West Coast. So if you're not an early riser, you could just stay up late, midnight, get your trading done, sleep in. Make sure you wake up in time for the show. Okay? All right. We have a companion to those around-the-clock alerts. In fact, it was our original alert service. These don't come out around the clock. These come out shortly after the Globex open, once per session. It's a static report published shortly after the Globex open. You'll notice there's two numbers for each market. This is for guidance for the entire session. Helps you to understand if we're having a bullish session, a bearish session, and these numbers define. In other words, if price is rallying up to 3850, you want to be aware that at 3850, the market's going to have to make a very important decision. Are buyers committed enough to keep driving price higher or not? And if price is dropping to 3825, same question. Are sellers committed enough to their positions to keep driving price? The way I recommend handling these, when the static report's published each night, go to the charts of the market you trade, put a line in the sand. In this case, you put a line in the sand at 38.50, a line in the sand at 38 and a quarter. So last night's line in the sand, 38.50. You might think, well, gee, that didn't work out. No, it worked out perfect. Perfectly. Yeah, but it got to 38.50 and then it didn't go anywhere. Exactly. Now, there will be days where 38.50, when, when the market makes that important decision, this could be the jumping off spot for great things to the upside your other line in the sand 38 and a quarter walked up to the long CTA considered it twice you know it, it ran up two and a quarter points or two points here and then it ran up two and a half points here but notice blue and climbing became red and falling right right at this area okay Concierge alert is not so much a call to trade as it is a call to heads up. You're approaching an important decision-making point in the market. 
it may lead to a long trade or price may turn. See, now remember, important prices, important areas are almost always tested. So we try, we try, we try. So we, we have our confirmation as suspected. This is an important price, important area in the market. And on this mystery candle here, this sell-off, uh, we ripped right through 38.25 like it wasn't even there. And it took us down to this week's weekly trading zone. we got to clean some of this up now. It's confusing. Okay. For you guys. I can only imagine. Uh, now, we had a zone last week at 38.15. This week, the zone is at 38.30. 13 slash 14 and in the zone overhead we've got a zone at 3830 slash 31. I can put one line on there for now. 3830 slash 31. And then above that is 3859-60. That's the only ones we'll worry about for now. That's this week, that's this week, that's this week. That's this week. I'll get rid of that one. Okay. Now, on the uh, concierge trade alert, the long side was 38.50, the short side 38 and a quarter. You should put those lines in the sand when this report comes out every night. Think of it like this. Everything in between those two lines is the market making up its mind what it wants to do. If price is headed towards the long CTA, there'll most likely be a logic alert that walks you right up to the doorstep. Same on the short side. So we're just about out of time, so let's go real quick. You're not going to believe it. I just clicked that again. I've been going, I've been clicking that thing for so long. I just got to take it off. Now it's going to blow up all those charts again. Okay, well, we'll just deal with it. Here's the Dow. Everything I said about that S&P chart is also true on the Dow. Everything we talk about, everything we teach, is fluid across all markets and all time frames. So we just had a rally up to the BBC. 
know if you can hear that wind howling in the background, but we got a storm on the way. Had some rain last couple days. Okay. So this is the next high probability move. Last night's Globex open was right here. CTA last night for the Dow was 31,030, which is right here. So the CTA was never touched on the long side last night. 31,030. 31, Short side is 30,860. Remember, this is forward guidance for the entire session. The concierge alerts are based on historic price action. The logic alerts are based on current price action. So 30,860. Now the zones you see are last week's zones. The one in yellow is, I believe, two weeks ago. That's why it's a different color. <coughs> 3695. No, it's last week. Yeah, 3695. That's the last week. Oh, no, that's the last week. What about this one? 3575. Guess what? Important prices, important areas. Kind of carved in stone. But you can't put too many lines on your chart. Then it just, just becomes a mess. And you aren't able to see things with clarity. Okay. So, did it do its job? Yeah. Am I going to get rid of it? Yeah. Um, 860, we dropped, well, if we'd have just dropped to 4, if we dropped to 460, yeah, we did. So from 860 to 460, it's a 400 point drop from 860 to 460. At $5 a point, that's $2,000 per contract trade. You didn't get an exit signal to right here. Mm, you could argue, see the issue with this one, you don't have much of an extended move yet. And it was this candle that we crossed over. So, I mean, if you took, if you took this as an exit signal, that's still $200 per contract traded. This is a good example of the exit signal here. Okay. All right, so that's the Dow. 
Let's go real quick. We gotta get. Oh, I did it again. Window of opportunity. This is one we talked about in the pre-market session today. The time we were in there at not from nine to nine thirty. We highlighted this as potential resistance, and then this happened. Okay, this was the ten a.m. candle, sent us right up to last week's zone at twenty-one eighty-nine. And brought us right back down to last week's zone at 21.46. The CTA last night for the Russell was to be long 21.68, which is right here, 21.68. 20 points, $50 a point, $1,000 per contract traded. That's what the market made available. Short side was 21.37, and that took us down to 21.28. So nine points, $50 a point. Bullish cross means, well, we already talked about what a bullish cross means for the upside. What about when the market starts to decline? Any bullish or bearish cross that leads to an extended move when price returns to that area, in this case, because it was a bullish cross, when price comes back to this area, we expect that to be good support until proven otherwise. This isn't a one-off thing. I point these out every day. Okay. And I always give you a heads up in the discussion group. Yeah, I want you to get to the point where your eye, remember, you're not here just so that we can teach you or that we can give you alerts to trade. Our goal, and hopefully your goal as well, is to learn how to find these opportunities yourself so that you become a self-sufficient trader. You don't need anybody else. Once you understand our methodology and strategy, once you own the indicators, you're good to go. You can trade from anywhere on planet Earth as long as you have a fast, robust internet connection. And when you do need help, because membership is lifetime, you've got the discussion group. You can pop in there anytime, ask a question. If I'm not in there, one of our other traders is. And because everybody... And that's another beautiful thing is everybody's on the same page. We're all using the same methodology, the same strategy, the same indicators, the same lingo. It's always interesting when somebody new comes along on a trial and they start talking in the lingo of the place that they were at before. Now, I'm not making fun at all. Every group has their own little buzzwords that they use, you know, names for things, uh, ways of explaining or describing something. But because our group has been together for a long time now, and we have our buzzwords and our, you know, 
catchphrases. So when somebody comes in, you know, and with gusto, you know, and, 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 and they want to, it's like being a new kid at school. You want to fit in, right? And so they come in and, and they, they're using that lingo from the last place they were at. So instead of fitting in, they kind of stick out, you know, like a sore thumb. But again, we don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable. So it's like, we're not going to school you and say, oh, don't use that word or, or don't, you know. No, 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 no. We just embrace you with open arms. And pretty soon, you'll get into the flow. You'll, you'll learn our buzzwords and our catchphrases. And next thing you know, you'll be talking just like the rest of us. And hopefully trading like the rest of us. Okay. NQ. I almost clicked it again. Uh, okay, we're looking for a high probability move to the downside. CTA last night for the NQ was 13,431. Chopping way back here. Here's the open. So 13,431 is the CTA. And it took us past 531. That's 100 NQ points at $20 a point. That's a $2,000 per contract move. And then the short side was 13,334. Right there. We spiked that zone. We put in a low, goodness gracious, 13,189. All right, I gotta move quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's go to crude oil. Get a double top. Out of last week's zone. The CTA was long 52.45. There's the open, so 52.45 was right here, which took us up to the zone at 52.60 and beyond. Uh, just up to the zone, that was $150 per contract traded, but we traded all the way up to, now it's, the entire move is about $400 per contract traded. The short side is 51.80, and the swing low is 51.82. So the short CTA never triggered. Price came right down to the important price, important area, turned around and went the other way. Not uncommon. And last, gold. I gotta clean up these charts. I just got too much stuff hanging around from previous weeks. Let me just show you the numbers. You can look at it on your own chart. Uh, 1861 was a long CTA and 48 was a short. 
silver was 2573 and the short side was 2542 okay okay time now for our good word for the day uh, before we go to that let me leave you with this high probability move the S&P is back down to the zone, which could potentially be good support. If we spike the zone, then you've got blue and climbing, which is potential support. If price can get below the zone and below blue and climbing, then you've got the CTA trigger at 38 and a quarter. Okay. If you have any questions, put them in the chat below. I see a, I see a question. Hang on, I'll get that mic. Sorry, I didn't see it sooner. Okay, the question is, price is above the BBC and you have blue and climbing. Why look to go short? I never would. I never would. Tell me what market you're speaking about question again was if price is above the BBC and you have blue and climbing why look to go short I'm not sure which chart you're referring to but you're you're correct we would never do that never ever so I must have said something in a weird way that I don't know didn't translate properly I'm glad you mentioned it if you're still there your arrow going down okay on which market On the S&P, that's the last chart I was looking at. Oh, I just clicked that thing again. Wow. I must need a, a VK. Oh, you're talking about this right here? I was just pointing out the exit signal. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing right there. Is that the one you're talking about? That's when I was showing you the exit signal earlier. That arrow is just pointing at the first red candle that closed below the step line once it crossed over. Is that the one? Yes, no? That's not the one? I guess it's got to be this one. Price is a, a, a price. If you're talking about this one, maybe it's this one you're talking about. Ah, oh, there goes that silly thing again. <laughs> Did I mention today's Monday? Okay. So. Prices above the BBC, and there's blue and climbing. So, good question. Good question. I'm glad you asked. Get a chance to clarify. We had a leg down and a retracement to the BBC. So far, the, the, the pullback to the BBC has held. So, while we don't know what's going to happen next, the next high probability move is what price is doing right now 
to go back to the zone. That's why this arrow is pointing down. We expect a leg. See, the pullback to the BBC, just like over here, this pullback held and led to higher prices. Okay, so we had a leg down, price pulled back to the BBC, it held, and so we're now we're looking for it to give us another leg to the downside, and we expect to find support at the step line, at the weekly zone, or at blue and climbing. So I'm glad you asked that question because maybe a lot of folks might have been confused. After everything I said about above the BBC, we look for higher prices. You got to put everything in context. If you look at any one part, it's kind of like looking through a picket fence. You, you, you see clearly a sliver of something, but you, got, you need to see the whole picture. Kind of like if you're on the trial and you just come to the live training room, you really have no idea what it is we actually do and how we do it. If you just come to the afternoon show and never go in the training room, again, you're looking through that picket fence. You're just getting a little skinny view of a much larger picture. Okay, all right, with that, we'll now go to our good word for the day. Acts 17, 27. He is not far from each one of us. You may have heard somebody say, where's God? He's right here. And here and here and here. Wherever you are, he is. The Bible says, God is not far from each one of us. God does not play favorites. From the masses on the city streets to the isolated villagers in valleys and jungles, all people can enjoy God's presence at the same time. But many don't. They plod through life as if there were no God to love them, as if their only strength was their own, as if the only solution comes from within, not above. In essence, they live godless lives. But you don't have to do that. You can lean on God's presence. Hebrews 13, 5. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You either believe him or you don't. And if you believe him, that should bring great comfort. No matter what's happening in the world, whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley, he said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He will celebrate the good times with you. And he'll shepherd you through the rough times. Also, while you can always lean on God's presence, you can also lean on God's people. Now, the church has gotten a bad rap over the last few decades, centuries. Gossiping and backbiting, 
it's so funny how the world points their finger and accuses the church of all these things, but hey, come on, people are people, whether there's a steeple overhead or not. There's a lot of good people in church. And there's some people that, you know, God's still trying to do a work in it. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Friend, that's why we invite God into this broadcast every day. We open with prayer. On our members only workshop Thursday night, we open with prayer. Why? Because we want God there. We want him involved. We want him involved in every decision that we make. When Moses and the Israelites battled the Amalekites, God commissioned Joshua to lead the fight in the valley below while Moses ascended the hill to pray. But he did not go alone. He took two lieutenants with him, Aaron and Hur. While Joshua led the physical combat, Moses engaged in a spiritual fight. Aaron and Hur stood on either side of their leader to hold up his arms in the battle of prayer. The Israelites prevailed because Moses prayed, and Moses prevailed because he had others to pray with him. Just as an army calls in air support, we can call in prayer support. Just the other day, uh, when I got word that my, my dear friend and pastor of many years, Coney, was very sick in the hospital, I immediately prayed. This, but the next thing, the it was just instinct. I clicked on our other discussion group. We have two discussion groups, one where we talk about trading and another one called Breeze, CFRN Breeze. That's where we go to shoot the breeze. We talk about anything you want, you know, that's family safe uh, in the Breeze channel. This way it doesn't get cluttered up, right? So anyway, I got word that my friend was sick. So I immediately said, dear God, you know, I prayed the prayer I prayed when I know somebody's sick. But then instinctively, I opened up the Breeze channel and I typed the message. Hey guys, somebody very near and dear to me is sick. I need prayer. I needed air support, right? Just like in battle. Calvary's coming. I needed the Calvary. So I went to people I know and trust. You guys. It was just... And I hadn't really, I haven't really thought about this until today's devotional, but what a great thing it is to know that I have people in my life who I can turn to. to pray. I turned first to God and I called on God, but then I turn to you my Calvary and said, help me pray. 
That's a powerful thing. This lesson just taught itself. It taught me a lot. Huh. Just as an army calls in air support, you can call in prayer support. In Matthew 18, 19, Jesus said, If two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So I encourage you today, learn to lean not on your own understanding, but lean on God's presence in your life. He said he would never leave you, he would never forsake you. You either believe him or you don't. He's either there or he isn't. And, along with leaning on God's presence, which should be the first thing you do, lean on God's people. And maybe you're in a country where you're not allowed to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the open. Or maybe you are, but you're not part of a church body. We go to church together every Sunday morning. There's an online worship experience, Elevation Church, every Sunday morning. I put the link in the Breeze channel. And I know the people all over are listening to the same music, listening to the same sermon, typing amen into the chat box. So even though this pandemic, this virus, uh, you know, tried to shut us down and keep us out of church, Bless God for the technology that we have today. We're still going to church. We're still fellowshipping with one another. So, lean on God's presence. Lean on God's people. If you don't know any of God's people, then go to the Breeze channel and get to know somebody. The discussion group, it's open to the public. All you got to do, Valerie's the gatekeeper. See her for a key. Take the free trial, you have access to the group. And by the way, the trial is actually free. There's no credit card required. And you get two free trials in your lifetime. One every six months. After that, you need to make a decision if what we do is right for you. And that's our good word for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, May God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts and guests. 
To learn more about trading E-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision.